On Sunday, August 21st, a vehicle was found 14 feet deep in Prosser Reservoir by the volunteer dive group Adventures with Purpose. Inside that vehicle was a body. Only days later, on August 23rd, an autopsy confirmed that the body pulled from the lake was that of Kylie Rodney, a 16-year-old girl who had gone to a party at Prosser Family Campground and disappeared. She was only a 10-minute drive away from home, a nightmare situation for any family. Kylie was last seen at roughly 12.30 a.m. on August 6th. She had joined a gathering of 200 to 300 miners at a campground located in Truckee, California on Friday, August 5th. This campground is situated on the Prosser Reservoir within the Tahoe National Forest. This area attracts over 6 million visitors annually. Kylie grew up in this area, in Truckee, so this wasn't unfamiliar territory for her. The day of the party, Kylie was seen at the convenience store wearing a black tank top. This wasn't news to the authorities, but it helped them confirm what they'd been told during the early days of the investigation. The still frame of the video looks like the beginning of a fun evening for any teen, stopping in quickly to grab snacks or a drink before a night out with friends. But when it became clear that no one had seen Kylie for quite a while, the Placer County Sheriff's Office was quick to announce her disappearance on August 6th. At first, her disappearance was treated as an abduction because authorities had nothing else to go on. The FBI were pulled in as everyone was anticipating a kidnapping, and that seemed to make sense. Kylie, as well as her car and all of her personal belongings she had with her, were missing. There was absolutely no sign that she returned home. Kylie was last seen around 12.30 a.m. at the party, and her cell phone last pinged at 12.33 a.m. The night of Kylie's disappearance, she texted her mom, Lindsay Rodney Neiman. In the text, Kylie told Lindsay she'd be leaving the party in about 45 minutes and would be coming straight home. Lindsay recalled that she told her daughter to be safe, and they both said, I love you, to one another. When Lindsay woke up the next morning to an empty driveway in bed, she knew something was wrong and alerted the authorities. Kylie deciding to run away was quickly put aside as an option. She hadn't come home to take any of her belongings, and the chances of a teen choosing to leave so much behind are slim. There has also been no talk about issues at home or reasons why Kylie would have run away, which left only two possibilities. Either something nefarious happened to her or there was an accident. Understandably, Kylie's family was upset. Her mother made an appearance in a video posted by the sheriff's office and asked for help finding Kylie. Multiple agencies, including local authorities and volunteers, came together to search the area. The lake was eventually scanned with sonar, but as of August 8th, authorities were still treating this as an abduction, in part due to the fact that they couldn't find Kylie's Honda SUV. Could someone have grabbed her, forced her into her own car, and driven off? An impressive aspect of this tragedy is how quickly the community multiple police headquarters and volunteers gathered to find the missing 16-year-old. All too often, there's a delay in searching that could arguably have prevented disaster. In Kylie's case, everyone acted quickly to work through the Prosser family campground area and to look for any sign that might point to what had happened to the teen. But as we'll learn later, even this large-scale investigation wasn't flawless. 
In total, over 7,000 hours of search time was accrued quickly by personnel across the state, including the FBI. Helicopters were brought in, highways were watched carefully for any sign of the Honda, and a tip line was set up. The reservoir was searched and over 500 tips came in from the community. Unfortunately, on August 15th, the search efforts were scaled down to the foreboding, limited but continuous search and rescue effort. In many cases that use this phrase, it can be taken to mean that officials are either stumped or don't have high hopes for finding the missing person alive. Captain Sam Brown of the Nevada County Sheriff's Office expressed a lean toward the former, stating, Our biggest problem is, where do we go and how do we keep sustaining this? We are going to have to switch modes and kind of focus on the investigative end. Meanwhile, the family, backed by the authorities, was offering a $75,000 reward. Just days before Kylie would eventually be found, her mother told reporters that they were all still just waiting for her to come through the door. At this point in the timeline, it became obvious to many people that finding Kylie alive was getting more and more unlikely. You've probably heard the phrase, the first 48 hours, referring to how critical it is to get as much information within that time period to solve a case. Roughly 840,000 children and teens go missing each year, and it's not unheard of for many of those cases to go unsolved for decades or forever. For Kylie, that wasn't the case, but finding a missing child can be a bittersweet and often comes with tragedy. There's relief that the family doesn't need to wonder anymore, but there's also grief. Nevada County Sheriff Shannon Moon confirmed on August 21st that the vehicle in the lake was that the one that they had been searching for. Kylie's body was the only one found in the search area. The volunteer dive team, Adventures with Purpose, who had arrived the day before, found the car upside down. The dive team has played a part in solving 23 other cold cases and they work efficiently. The footage of the discovery has since been released, and there's something strange to be noted on the video. Kylie's body was found in the back seat of the car. Let's go over what the footage revealed. The Adventures with Purpose diver, Nick Wren, worked his way to the back of the upturned Honda, where the California license plate was clearly visible despite the slightly murky water. On the lake surface, a member of the team, Doug Bishop, Listen closely as the diver relayed what he's found. He confirmed it was Kylie's vehicle, and that it was upside down. And then he approached the driver's side window. Nick continued to report as the video panned to the inside of the car. He couldn't positively identify whether or not anyone was inside. But then he looked through the back window and relayed to the team that he could see a pair of shoes. The next image was blurred. Nick confirmed that he had found human remains. As he continued to circle the vehicle, he noted that the passenger side window was broken out or rolled down, and the rear driver side window was rolled down halfway. Nick returned to the surface and appeared visibly shaken, taking several deep breaths as Doug reminded him, it's what we do it for, brother. Nick was also quick to express his suspicion at having found Kylie in the rear of the vehicle, with windows rolled down or broken out as if she had been trying to escape. Eventually, the Rodney family arrived to the scene, and Kylie's father asked how in the F could they have missed it. He was referring to local law enforcement, who had already searched the reservoir. Adventures with Purpose found the vehicle after using sonar 
in roughly half an hour. Not a good look for the authorities. Kylie's family expressed their thanks to the community the Monday after the vehicle was discovered. Their statement reads, We have weathered a storm of unfathomable force, and it's purely thanks to the army of warriors, the matriarchs, healers, and helpers holding us up that we continue to stand today. While we accept this sadness cast under death's shadow, the rising sun shines light upon us, reminding us not to mourn our loss, but to celebrate Kylie's spirit in the gift that we have all received in knowing her. Kylie will surely remain with us even though we will not get her back. On Tuesday, August 23rd, an autopsy confirmed that the body was that of Kylie Rodney. A toxicology report which was also performed will be available in six to eight weeks and will hopefully point toward a cause of death. As we will see later, there is speculation that Kylie may have been under the influence that night, so an accident isn't out of the question but a toxicology report will reveal what exactly was in her system. The FBI has offered to examine the Honda, and the California Highway Patrol is leading the investigation into the collision. But as diver Nick Wren pointed out, there seems to be something suspicious going on. Or was this just a teenage girl having a little too much fun on a Friday night? Kylie's SUV ending up in Prosser Reservoir can definitely be seen as an accident, a friend of Kylie's named Sammy Smith, who had been with the team for the whole evening, said no one in the crowd seemed suspicious to her. They had met a few new people, not unlikely in a group of two to three hundred, but nothing struck her as odd. Sammy did comment that Kylie seemed too drunk to drive. Sammy reported, at the point when I left, I thought she was going to stay there. She left the campground before Kylie. Everybody was camping, Sammy said. It was late enough that she should have stayed. Unfortunately, teens often make the wrong decision in these situations. For Kylie, if she was slightly inebriated, a 10-minute drive home on quiet roads might have seemed like a safe bet. Is this another tragic case of an underage teen making a poor choice? Accidents like this are far from unheard of, and in the US, car crashes are the number one killer of teens. As an age group, teens are more likely to drive while under the influence. Eight teens die every day in DUI crashes. Could Kylie have been one of them? It's hard to imagine her trying to navigate the dark roads of the campground intoxicated, in her Honda, and too close to the reservoir, but it's definitely not unlikely. All it would have taken is one wrong turn, or too slow of a reaction for Kylie's car to end up in the water and overturn. And from there, it would have been tough for even an entirely sober person to make their way out of a submerged vehicle. But the broken window seems to suggest that Kylie made an attempt to get out. Alternatively, there are other options to consider. After all, one of the first scenarios the authorities had been looking into was an abduction. What if Kylie met someone that night, or trusted someone that she shouldn't have, and was forced into her own car? What if that person made a cruel decision that couldn't be taken back and violently sent Kylie's car with her in the back into the lake? One of the first pieces of information that caught their attention was the fact that the gathering had reached nearly 300 kids, many of whom Kylie and her friend wouldn't have known. However, it is important to note that there has been no mention of Kylie having been restrained in the car, at least not yet. Additionally, with a few hundred kids hanging out at this party, 
you'd think someone would have witnessed foul play. Kylie's friend Sammy was confident that they hadn't come across anyone malicious that night or with ill intentions. There's a good chance she was just struggling to look for a way out after her car hit the water. And as the rear window was rolled down, maybe she had put up a good fight. It is strange that the passenger side window was busted out or possibly rolled down. It's a bit unclear in the video and several news sources have suggested that it was broken versus rolled down. If Kylie was able to kick or punch through it, why didn't she swim out into the reservoir? The car was found 14 feet deep. How did she end up in the back of the car? Could her body simply have shifted due to the movement of the lake, which had actually dropped three feet from the time she disappeared to the time she was found? As we await further results from the toxicology report and findings from the FBI and California Highway Patrol, the community organized a celebration of life on September 10th at the Truckee Regional Park Amphitheater. In a recent update, authorities have stated that the investigation into what may have happened to Kylie will likely take weeks. They have nothing new to share with the public, but media sources reported September 6th that they are now in possession of the autopsy results. They just don't plan on releasing them until the investigation develops and the toxicology results are available as well. Interestingly, because so many different entities were involved in the search for Kylie, there are now multiple investigations open. The California Highway Patrol, as well as the Nevada County Sheriff's Office, are working separately to determine what happened to the team. The Highway Patrol team in particular is looking into what happened to the car and how it got into the lake. Based on scientific evidence, the Highway Patrol should be able to reconstruct what exactly happened. They'll look at whether or not the brakes were used, if the car was hit by another vehicle, what gear it was in, if a mechanical failure played a part, or if someone pushed it into the lake. It's obvious that finding out any of the above would go a long way in revealing how Kylie and her SUV ended up in Prosser Reservoir. But we're weeks away from those answers, unfortunately. The sheriff's office, on the other hand, will be focusing on the timeline, the company that Kylie kept, the possibility of drugs and more. They've already interviewed countless people but haven't turned up much. It's a frustrating lack of information considering how many people were at this party. Unfortunately, as helpful as Adventures with Purpose was during this case, their 40-minute video of the discovery of Kylie's vehicle really stirred the pot. It has the internet talking and the focus is now on foul play, as the diver stated that the appearance of the vehicle and Kylie's location in it seemed very suspicious. While the dive team's results make it hard to argue that they're unprofessional, their comments throughout this investigation and the theatrical reveal of Kylie's body and car in the reservoir have soured investigators against them. It seems like Kylie's family is, with good reason, happy they got involved. The investigators in question had searched the area prior to Adventures with Purpose arriving on the scene and somehow overlooked the vehicle in the water. If the dive team hadn't gotten involved, Kylie might still be waiting there at the bottom of the reservoir. In another strange twist, the video released by Adventures with Purpose also shows the team interviewing a tow truck driver, which definitely seems beyond what they were called there to do. The driver states that he helped out a team matching the description of Kylie, as well as her car, 
in the hours following her disappearance. If this is the case, could Kylie have run into foul play, trying to get back onto the road? If so, it's a devastating outcome. She was only 10 minutes away from home. Hopefully the public and Kylie's family get some answers soon. Although depending on what those answers are, this investigation might be far from over. If the dive team adventures with purpose is right, and somehow foul play is involved, this is just the beginning. And it's hard to look at the video footage and think that what was found appears totally normal. After all, Kylie's car was upside down, in a relatively shallow water, 14 feet deep, and Kylie's body was found in the back seat. As is obvious from the footage, at least two windows are open, so why didn't Kylie escape out of one? The fully open window is located in the front of the vehicle, just across from Kylie's seat if she had been driving. If the car had plunged into the reservoir unexpectedly, escape was literally inches away. On the other hand, if foul play was involved, perhaps Kylie wasn't anywhere near the driver's side window. If, for example, she ran into someone with malicious intent, Kylie may have been put in the back seat. This would explain why her body was found there and also why the rear window was only halfway down. There are so many possibilities for what may have happened to Kylie, and hopefully investigations by both the California Highway Patrol and the Nevada County Sheriff's Office will bring some clarity to the situation. The autopsy and toxicology report, as well as whatever is found in relation to the condition of the vehicle, should be very revealing. It's hard to wait on answers, harder still for Kylie's family. Although they are now able to put their daughter to rest, closure in these instances is always bittersweet. One part of the journey is over. Now the second half begins as we look for answers on how a teen with such a bright, unapologetic smile ended up dead in the reservoir.